Hello and welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. Hey man. Hey, how are you doing today? Not too bad at all. Okay, so um, I wanted to get to some show notes today. Um, some exciting news? I do. Awesome. Um, first of all, I want to thank all of our listeners. We are literally, um, what do you call it? We're charting. In the U.S. and France right now, we're in the top 300 podcasts or Christian podcasts in the U.S. and France right now. So, parlez-vous français? I think that's, I don't know. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is there's this girl that, um, a woman, I should say, that left us an Apple review. And I wanted to get to something about her. Um, she's saying she's struggling having, having babies to, she's gotten pregnant before, but she's had some miscarriages. And I wanted to let her know that we are going to be putting you on a prayer list in our church. And it's the perfect church to be in because there have been many, many women that could not get pregnant in this church that we have prayed for that have gotten pregnant and had babies, including our pastor and his wife. And I also wanted to say this, um, in addition to that, if there is anybody I've talked to a few people that are in like Mormon states and stuff like that, that their closest Christian church to be able to go to is three and a half hours away and they don't have a church. Well, um, our church does do a live um, church every Sunday at, what? what is it, 9 a.m. Central? 9 a.m. And, and 11, 11 Central. It's it, they're, they're the same, they're the same, well, virtually the same um, services, uh, they, it's kind of a mirror. They try to mirror it. It's kind of the same, but obviously you can't get it the same way twice. But Where the Holy Spirit um, moves. Yeah. and now, um, now, this Sunday on the 1st, we're actually going to have a service, and it's only going to be a 10 o'clock service. Okay, one service at 10 a.m. Yeah, but we keep, saying, well, we keep saying, Larry, this show is going to be, this show is not going to be out by then. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Yeah, okay, this show won't point. be out by then. But okay. um, so nine nine a.m. and eleven a.m. Central. Um, we want you to tune into YouTube or Facebook Live and and join us in church here. It's called Disco- Discovery Church. Um, I think on YouTube it's Discovery Church Yukon, Oklahoma, and then on Facebook it's Discovery Church OKC or Yukon. And search there. There is a person that's always um, mon- monitoring the the channels there. And they're always monitoring um, for somebody that needs prayer or something. You can type in and you can talk to a member of our church that will put you on a prayer list or communicate with you with whatever you're going through at any given time while you're going through that. And they'll talk to you live right there while you're going through it. And they'll put you on a prayer list. And um, also, if you go there, let them know that you came from the Help My Unbelief podcast. Yeah, and if you're anywhere in the Oklahoma City metro area or El Reno uh, we invite you. Come down here to 900 East Main in Yukon, Oklahoma. Yes, please uh, do. Discovery, and we'll save a seat for you. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, that was also what you just did right there was very corny. And I just want to let you know that. <laughs> I'm old enough to handle corny. Well, that was very corny. You said, <laughs> we'll save a seat for you. I was like, <laughs> you put me to sleep right there a little bit. I'm kidding. Well, I pass out the code. We actually have cards at our church, and it says, I'll save a seat for you. Yeah. And I pass these out, you know, we talked about me witnessing and I do use these to pass out. I pass them out when I go through a fast food, which is rare, but I carry them on my pocket so that when the Lord tells me, give them a card, yeah, I give them a card and and it has all the information on the back of the card that says everywhere they can reach discovery. Like on Facebook, it's discovery church. And then they would 
They have yeah. the email address. I mean, not the email, but the the phone number the, and the yep the 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 website and all that stuff. And then on the front, in a little bitty print that you can't see it, actually has the address. Yeah. So when I pass these out, I don't really have to say a lot to them. I just have to invite them and hand them a card. Yeah. So. And so we wanted to do that. We want to invite you to join our church um, every every weekend and live you know, or online. Yeah. It, and I just and they'll post it later too, but. And like I said, you could do your prayer request. And to the woman that uh, that left the Apple review, you literally had me and Larry in tears. Um, it's just kind of confirmation that we're doing the right thing. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, all the encouragement means the world. You you will never know how much that means to us. So, and we would love you. for you to reach out to us and have an actual conversation with you. Yeah, keep uh, keep us uh, email us info info at helpmyunbelief.org and kind of let us know how it's going. But we are going to be putting you on a prayer list, and um, we're, we're believing that you're going to have a baby soon, very soon. And we love you and thank you. So I'm going to move on to our next our our this week's guest. His name is Josh. Um, Josh is a former agnostic who now does consider himself as a believer. Um, and I'm not quite sure um, exactly what he believes, but I I think he believes everyone's saved. He doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Is what I, is what I'm understanding it. And so we're going to get to that. And we're going to obviously give him our views and stuff like that. Y'all know how this show goes by now. So. I say we go ahead and talk to him. What do you say? Okay, here is Josh. Hey, Josh, how are you doing today, man? Doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, so, first of all, thank you for that promo video. That was pretty. That was pretty intense. Yeah, kind of blew my my mind. My uh, brother actually came across that accidentally flipping through some TikTok, and he goes, "Hey, you were mentioned on another person's TikTok." And I was like. Really? And where's your brother at again? Your brother like lives in Houston. a different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that that video that has like 1.7 million views on our page or whatever, yeah. the majority of our audience is in Houston. They got oh, enough okay. people. Huh? They have enough people. I know. Like, <laughs> hey, Houston, we love you. We're coming. We're, we're, we can come to Houston and come. we may as well just move there. No. We have no Oklahoma City no. fans no. right now. Uh, Isn't that BS? I, I don't. I don't want to live anywhere. Oh, y'all are in OKC? Yep. We yes. are, well, we're in, in U- here. we're in Yukon. Yep. Yeah, we're, I'm over here by Dell City. Don't you live in... Oh, you live in Dell City. I thought you lived in Shawnee for some reason. No, I had a Shawnee Fab hat. Yeah. Well, your your phone number come up as Seminole. Well, yeah. I'm, I grew up in... Long story short, I moved across the country a lot. Okay. But I moved from... Uh, Oklahoma when I was 18 to Florida and then all over, landed in Missouri. We got married to my wife and we moved back down to Seminole. And we recently just moved back up here, uh, moved up to Dell City about, well, about a month ago now. Well, you, how old are you, Josh, by the way? I'm 28. 28. No kidding. Okay. And you have one kid? I have one kid, yeah. Nice. Okay. And so I, I saw that you messaged me that, that you're a former agnostic, correct? Yes. And what what would you consider yourself now? Man, it's really hard to believe. Just after the, I believe in God. I, I would say I believe in God. But I don't go to the whole church theme. I don't believe that the fellowship should be within a church. A fellowship is this right now where we can talk, especially in today's day and age and 21st century where everything is digitalized. So my, my, my viewpoint of fellowship doesn't have to be under a house of God. Um, because when it boils down, I look at it when, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he told Peter to go out and spread his word. He didn't automatically build a, a big old church to start preaching in. He went up to Rome and stood on a box in the corner, I would presume. 
Yeah. Well, th- here's how I look at it. Cause I used to, I used to agree with you until in fact a year ago until, well, actually December. So December is whenever I really devoted my life to God last December. Right. And I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, everything I do from now on is going to be for God. And then uh-huh. it was like in February, I was like, okay, I think I got, I, I felt the spirit of God. I don't know if you communicate with God, but we believe in the Holy spirit and we believe that God communicates with us through that. Yeah. Um, and I felt God leading me to church and I do not regret it. I'm, I've almost been in this church for a year now. I think, I think most churches are doing at least something wrong. And I discussed that last week. And so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I believe most churches are doing at least something wrong, but I believe our church isn't. I mean, I haven't found anything that they've done well, unbiblical or anything. And this, this church has kept me in my faith and sharpened me. And not, this church has done far for, far more for me than I'll ever do for it, if that makes sense. So I think iron sharpens iron. So I think that it's good for other believers to be around other believing men. And I think that's the important part, us as men. Does that make sense, Josh? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I got a question for you about your church. Um, I got my little my little uh, notepad here of my questions I wanted to ask, which is the main reason I wanted to talk to y'all. Um, you know, most churches have cross or multiple crosses inside their churches. And um, the problem with that is that a lot of Christians use the cross as a symbol of their faith. But with other religions that we peg them as pagans, because they use any sort of symbolism, like, you know, Norse mythology uses Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, you know, how is this different from the Christianity to pagans? Uh, well, uh, I, I want to tell Larry, I'm going to let you answer, but I want to tell you something because I came across it on his page that um, this Josh guy, by the way, is wanting to make kind of like a documentary. Um, and the title of the documentary would be called, Is It a Cross or Is It a Symbol? So he, that's his main thing is that he he poses this question is, is he believes that the cross, the cross, well, he's, he said, and it's not that he necessarily believes it, right, Josh, that you just, you're asking the question. I, is, is, I like to pick the brain. Yeah. I like, I like to see what, because like, I'll tell you my testimony of how I ended up turning from agnostic to Christian in just a few moments, because it's all line up to this whole question. Well, I want to, I, I want to get Larry's thoughts on I, uh, your whole question. I want to get Larry's thoughts on, I know he has something for us. So I want, I want to get your thoughts on it, Larry. First off, I'd like to say I graduated at Dell City uh, 42 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's old, Josh. So when you said Dell City, of course I perked up. And I don't, oh, want, yeah. I don't, I don't want specifics. Like, I grew up off of Reno and Sunny Lane. Okay? I'm off of Sunny Lane, but uh, give a little pinpoint that it's by an on-cue close to 240. Oh, okay. I'm not telling the listeners where I okay. live, just FYI. So. When did they install the on- Oklahoma. When did they install the on queue on Sunny Lane by 240? Because it's on Sooner. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Sooner Lane. Okay, got Sunny Lane. Uh, Sunny Lane, okay. I got off of Sunny Lane to Sooner Lane. That's what I meant. All right, all Listen, right. I'm not big familiar with the OKC area. I tried to avoid the city most of my life, so. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I just perked up when I heard, you know, my hometown. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll go ahead and address that. You, as you can see in the videos that you've seen of um, – did you forget I, my name? Yeah, I sure did, man. I went completely That is not blank. okay. That is not okay, dude. I was, I was looking at Josh that I had written down, <laughs> and I went, 
That is not okay, I Larry. Hey, I'm 60. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. It, Zach, email Zach me, and, info and, at helpbyunbelief.org. Hey, hey, for, uh, I need a new co-host. Zach and I both wear crosses. Is, yeah. it a, is it a symbol to other people that are looking at us? Perhaps. But, I mean, I have seen the cross degraded in so many different ways around people's necks that now you can't. To me, it infuriates me when I see somebody wearing a cross yes. and cursing. Okay. Yes. That that infuriates okay. me to no end because that's that's misrepresenting it. So when I am literally uh, wearing my cross, it's not so much for the world to see. It is a reminder that hangs around my neck that I feel continuously that it, it reminds me that I have a purpose. Yeah. And I have a purpose to share what Christ did on this cross, not this cross. I mean, of course, we're we're talking about a, a wooden cross. And well, it is that okay, symbol symbol for me, but at the same time, it is a sign for others. Does that help? Yes, and um, that 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 makes sense. But like, what, what I'm trying to get at is, and like I said, it's not all this this little whole question is gonna wrap up into a nice little bow in a minute. Uh, you said it infuriates you when you see someone wearing a cross and they cuss. I am pretty dang sure you y'all scrolled through my TikTok page. You know that I do cuss. Um, I am. <sighs> It's it's these things how I see cussing. It's just like oh when, when yeah, y'all got, he told me the other day that he doesn't believe uh, cussing's a sin. And which yeah, I don't know. I guess I used to. Does it, does it weigh heavy on y'all's heart when you cuss? Yes. Okay. But for me, I, it doesn't. Well, that's... for me, I don't see it now. Now it says in the Bible not to have an unclean mouth. But Correct. the question is, from four uh, two thousand years ago to now, what is an unclean mouth? As we've seen throughout. You're 60. You've seen the rise of technology and the age of technology so quick. Yes. You know what I mean? And everything has, every culture, culture changes about every 10 to 15 years. So what is the unclean mouth back then? So what is the unclean mouth, mouth to now? Now unclean mouth is cussing and saying all the derogatory terms of, you know, the F word to the B word to the C word. Yeah. And, you know. Well, can I explain um, to you my point of view on it? Like, but what changed yeah. my mind a couple months ago was because I, I cuss right now still. And I'm, and I'll say that Larry's heard me. Everybody, all my producers have heard, have, have heard it, heard me cuss. My, um, our producer just kind of chewed my butt a little bit. He was like, Hey, you just said this, you need to watch out. And, and I was like, I try really hard not to cuss and I've gotten way better about it. But until a couple months ago, I was like you, I was like, I was like, these are just noises that are coming out of our mouth. God doesn't care, right? Until I read one Bible verse that made me think about uh, a little better. And the Bible verse says that life and death is held in the power of your tongue. And I read that one sentence and I go, whoa. So life and death is held in the power of your tongue. What that tells me is that there's words are not just noises that come out of our mouth. You got to look at cussing as, is it glorifying God or is it not glorifying God? Because everything that comes out of our mouth should represent who we are as representatives of God. That's exactly what my point was. If, See, if, if, I, I, I agree with that too, to an extent, but like for me, it's like, what was it? It was me and my mom were arguing about it because me and her, our beliefs don't line up eye to eye. And it was about using the Lord's name in vain. And I was just like, so I was like, what do you, I asked her, I was like, what do you think is taking the Lord's name in vain? I'm going to ask both of y'all the same question. And nine times out of 10, it's going to be the word GD. Now with me, I, I cuss 
lot of like there's a lot of my content on my TikTok, my YouTube, my Twitch, um, my Facebook, um, live streams. They're they're cussing, and it's probably not good to hang around the people that I do hang around that do a lot of cussing. You know, because mm-hmm. it, it basically feeds off the emotions. Is how a lot of these uh, videos that I I have made uh, are formulated is off of you know the group dynamic. So we have a lot of friends that that basically I I made a video where there was a lot of cussing and I put bleep words in there and ninety percent of the video was nothing but a bleep word or bleep sound effect. Yeah. So my question though is GD taking the Lord's name in vain yes. or is that just a modern day no. equivalency to it? No, that is a definite. And, because and, and what? When, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So when when someone says this could line up to one of my other points, I have to ask. Um. You go to someone who's in a different belief, and you're going to say, now, don't, this is not because I'm going to use it in actual sense. God will damn you to hell. Now, is that thing the Lord's name in vain? You're still saying God and damn in the same sentence, but in a different structure. Well, you have a different structure completely. We're cherry picking there, too, right, Larry? Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, we're, I think what, I think we're trying, I, I think what we're doing by this conver- particular conversation is trying to maybe justify another act right which is the act of cussing right i think you can be a blood bought god fearing christian and still cuss because that's me and i'm directly smack dab in the middle of right i'm directly smack dab in the middle of god's plan for my life and i still cuss but the difference between i think me and you right now is that i'm fully aware that i'm not okay with the fact that i cuss and i'm actively trying to change it and i believe wholeheartedly that I someday will not cuss. You have complete control over that. Of whether yeah. I cuss or not? Yeah. You have complete control over your tongue. You you uh, yeah. can control that completely. And why can I tell you that? It's because I'm sitting right here in front of you and I do not use that vernacular. Zach, I've talked to you a thousand times. I have learned that you're actually a pretty articulate and you have a very good art, uh, verbal skills. Why do you need cursing? To get your point across. I don't. I, it's just so ingrained it's in me. It, no, it doesn't. Because it, I, I was worse than you ever have dreamed of. Well, I, I agree, but I don't cuss a lot. But when I do, it's an accident. It is an accident, you it's, know. It's just like, to me, to me, it's just like smoking. It's just like drinking. It's just a yeah. habit that you've chose oh, to hang on he's to. Had, he's had a magic word I want to talk about. <laughs> Habits. It's a habit. Habit. That you, yeah. habit. This is a really... Good conversation. I like this conversation. All right. Okay. Well, well, first off, Josh, let me let me rephrase to you. I am of okay, I'm gonna try to say this right. I do believe that there is a difference between the slang terms that we use in our particular languages and cursing. Cursing and taking God's name in vain is taking God's name in vain. If God's name or Jesus' name is not mentioned in it, then that it would be slang. Do you understand the difference? You yeah. you say uh, certain words together that would insult your mother if she were listening or you were saying it directly to her and you would not do that because that would be insulting your mother or you shouldn't actually. Some people would have heard that. But at the same time, why would you want to believe or disbelieve? I'm trying everything in my life to please my father in heaven. That does not please my father in heaven. Therefore, why would I do it? I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's, it's, let's, it's such a tricky situation because, like, I, I watched one of y'all TikTok, and um, it was with Larry, and he was smoking, and he was driving, and I don't know if it was on TikTok or 
Instagram. And um, he said that God spoke to him and said, I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember word for word. Well, he said he, uh, he heard the spirit of God while he was driving. And he said, in fact, that he was smoking a cigarette at the time that he was driving. He does not smoke anymore. But when he heard yeah. the voice of God, he he was smoking at that time. Yeah, yeah. just lit one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was your, your that was the, the, the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to uh, um, curb this habit. Okay. Now we got it's a lot of this stuff is such an intricate, you know, wrap of wires that you have to like kind of untangle, especially for a lot of people to understand like the 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 GD thing. Because I've seen I've seen pastors use GD before, and this is like that that took me aback because that's usually I usually like Larry said it's slang, and I do agree it is slang. Just like how I can't remember your name. What is your name? Zach. <laughs> Not Larry. The other one. Zach. Zach. This that. is messed that, up, dude. Well, Why don't hey, people know it, my name? It's all because you shaved your mustache, and now we've, you've, you've lost all of Josh doesn't know I shaved my mustache. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have on your TikTok. What were your TikTok already? Oh, okay. <laughs> he looks well, like a 12-year-old now. I need new friends. Okay, let's move on to, <laughs> let's move on to habits. You, you, you wanted to talk okay. about habits. What's your point on habits? Let's talk about that. So, since Larry has been a devout Christian for, I'm going to say, probably quite a bit of his life, it says to not get drunk in the Bible. Yes. Right? What is your point on drinking alcohol in itself? What were the places called in, like, England, the old school England, where they went to have a drink? Well, they were called spirits back then. They're still actually technically called spirits now, especially down in Florida. Exactly. Spirit houses uh, or house of spirits. Um, That right there should tell you the the actual attitude about it, there are spirits in that. And it is a spirit of, oh, I want to say there's a particular word I'm looking for and I just lost it. Um, is it some sort of like Indian spirit maybe? No, no, but uh, bondage. Ah, it's a spirit yeah, bondage. of bondage. And, and by drinking, you have taken into yourself a spirit of bondage. I saw an interesting thing on Facebook the other day, and it said, you know, make sure that you pray for your food. And I, I, I pray for my food, but this one actually showed – or pointed out that there are spirits even in your food. And when you don't, when you do not bless your food and ask the Lord to bless your food, then you're, you're actually taking those spirits in. It's even worse. So when you're taking in alcohol, because that is a spirit of bondage that is on you. And when you take it in voluntarily, you have just allowed that spirit inside you to control you. What happens after you have too many, you start doing stuff you wouldn't normally do. Right. I mean, come on, I've been there. I've been there. But the thing is, is that in the Bible, Jesus drank wine. But back then, the fermentation is 10 times worse than what fermentation is now. We have more regulated what's ways it, to be able to take your what's fermentation. The difference, what's the difference mm-hmm. between new wine and old wine? New wine nowadays is not as fermented. Back then, it aged more because it was the safest way to drink water. Because back then, water, you know, same thing with like the Oregon Trail, the dysentery and the cholera and all that stuff was still prevalent back then. So the most... Uh, like purified way to drink something was wine, but it was still more ferment- fermented back then than it is now. Because now you can go get a bottle of wine or a box of wine that's ten percent alcohol value, or you go, or if you go with uh, one hundred and twenty proof, one hundred and eighty proof. You, you know what I mean? Back then, I do know the what wine you mean. Was- but um, but back then, when what they called new wine was not fermented. It was basically grape juice. It was just a little bit off of grape juice. It once it starts fermenting, when you put it into a new wine skin, and it starts fermenting, then it stretches that wine skin. That's why they tell you not to put new wine in an old 
wine skin uh, because it'll stretch it beyond its capabilities. So that's yeah. telling you and that's pointing to you then that that is very early in the wine stage, which there is really it has not turned to about the alcohol at, okay. at that particular point is my understanding. Can I verify that? Heck no. I'm just no, talking. I thought we could go see God yeah. and ask him ourselves what it was. Yeah, but do you want to go there with alcohol on your breath? I want to. No. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up again because the same the same concept um, came in, um, and you'll probably see where I'm going to go with all these conversations. But um, like Josh, like I said, and you're significantly younger than me, but I'm just now starting, and I wasted so much time because I realized that nothing that I did was going to glorify. God and I was never going to fulfill my purpose and never going to have any type of fulfillment without, um, without God. And so whenever I, um, decided to embark on this journey to figure out what God's plan was for me, and then you see it here today, you see where I'm at now. Now I ask myself in all things, I don't even ask myself whether it's a sin or not, right? Because, okay, we can, we can chop that down all we, all we want. Is it, is it a sin to drive a car because we're damaging the environment? We could chop down these sins all day, right? But really what you have to ask yourself is by me doing this, how am I glorifying God in everything that I do? And how can I get drunk and glorify God. You, the answer is there's no way. There's not. In fact, I could I could bring up more arguments for many more things that could, would maybe considered sins that that would glorify God more than alcohol. There's not one. Can you think of one, Josh? No, it's like we could sit here and cherry pick everything down. You know, axe cut it all down one by one. And my my the reason why I ask these questions is because I want to take a viewpoint of how each you know religion goes off of. Yeah. Know? course and it's because I've, I've asked the same things to my best friend uh who's catholic you know where in their community they drink actual wine <laughs> right. yeah as kids you know you know to be honest with you i personally don't think that there's anything wrong with having a drink of wine but the mm -hmm. problem becomes is when you let that start having control over you and then and it's it's like a crack in your armor. Why would you allow that I, I crack agree. in your armor? And then it starts coming in. Then it starts controlling you because it has spirits attached to it. With when yeah. you when you offer that opportunity to any spirit, Satan's going to take it too. Trust me. All right. And then when you're when you want to kind of circle around to what you talked about the church. Yes, certainly they did not even have churches then because that was the startup of the church. But he said the Bible mm -hmm. literally tells you not to fail to assemble. In the, if he's telling you that, then why would he tell you that? It's to help us to grow strength. I met Zach here at church. I didn't know we mm -hmm. had ties with each other before then. But by meeting him here, he got to know what my continence was before he ever met me. I don't know what continence means, just, just <laughs> FYI. I thought that means so, that you well, pee yourself it, on accident every now and then. I, I know. That's a it, it's just like with this, how we're conversating now, just through... The modern day age is where we're able to meet, may not be able to meet in person. Well, we can, since we both found out where the res res right. uh, our residence is at. Yes, but, but what, we're I, able to what I was trying to and relate. we're able to assemble with this. Right, but what we, and technically we are, because we're doing this in, for the glory of God. But when we get around other like-minded Christians, it helps us, helps strengthen us, it helps guide us. I have a men's group on Thursday night that I meet with, I have church on Sunday morning and I go to actually both services because I'm a, I'm a greeter and I, I enjoy what I do here. And then I, we are 
in the process of opening up another men's group on Sunday. All these are to give men a chance to talk and answer, answer and ask questions like you are, but I can't do everything under my own power. I can only do it with God. And with God strengthening me, he gives me an opportunity to help Zach make it through the week. If he's got an issue that he needs to talk to me about, which Zach calls me a lot and I call him a lot. And so there's all that, always that constant communication Our one of our producers in here is Mark and he came from my men's group. He goes over to victory church in uh, Bethany. And I'm telling you by having these strong men with great values behind me and backing me, uh, you know, they help correct me because you know, the Bible is to be used as correction. So they help guide me when I'm off on my own little thing that's not right. Yeah. They can guide me back and bring me back and, hey, man, what's going on? They can see that I have issues. They can pray with me. Um, they can help guide me or lead me away from something. Or if they see something that I don't realize that I'm doing that's wrong, then I, they can come alongside and tell me. Yeah, and I'm telling I you. I trusted them yeah. because they're in my group and they're Josh. in my circle. I'm telling you, man, um, going to church and hanging around with other men is a cheat code. Cheat code. Oh, I agree to disagree. Definitely. So here, here, here's some the, my, I'm trying to get my mic to here. Yeah, I'm a face. Um, you brought the men's thing up. So this is, I, I already told Zach, already, was like, I got burnt from the church and I got burnt pretty bad. And this next question I have real quick, y'all go to the same church. Is your church a non-denominational Baptist, Methodist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Assemblies AG. of God. Yeah. Assemblies Assembly of God. God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Assembly of God. All right. Look, it doesn't um, matter what denomination you want to talk about. You're going to find church hurt anywhere you want to yeah, find church hurt. Uh, oh, every guest. Oh, okay. Actually, hold on a second, because I want to make sure I'm saying this right, but every single guest we've had on has spoke about church hurt. Every single guest now. And you just made it every single one. All right. And well, I, mine's a little, I, mine's just to the point where I got fed up with how they treated people. And like I said, I have my bullet points right here on my, my screen I wanted to talk about. And one of them was, was the domination because I wanted to see if it was like if you're assembly, Methodist, Baptist, because like Baptists, they don't believe in backsliding, you know? Baptists believe once saved, always saved. I know that. There's no backsliding, yeah. you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, so I grew up Baptist. Got, by the way, I grew up yeah. Baptist. Yeah. You grew up Baptist. I grew up Pentecostal. I, Pentecostal and I, I AG grew up with Calvary Chapel. Life. I grew up with Calvary Chapel. So, um, what is that? Calvary Chapel is a church that started out there on the West Coast, out there in Cali, and then they um, started because when I was so I was ten, I lived in Lake Allison, California, and then I moved to Seminole. We went for the first ten years. I was going to Calvary Chapel which is just a born-again Christian church, you know. It's, um, it's basically then, a non-denominational, correct? No, it, I don't even know. To be honest, I'd have to actually look it up. Well, but if, I grew up with if that, we really look it up, a non-denominational church is a denomination to itself. Yeah. So, so I want to, you know, so we're kind of, we're, we're, whittle, we're whittling away on time, and there's one belief that I think that you have that I want to get to. Um, that I want to get to because I think we're going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, and if not, we could move back to some of your old, uh, your other bullet points. Do you believe that everyone is saved, that um, all churches, Muslim, um, 
Hindu, Buddhist, Christian, all those. Do you believe all those religions are saved, or is that was that one of your questions? No, that was my question to you originally. And I wanted to I really pick Larry about that because I asked you this in our text messages. Yeah, um, Larry, the the Jews are the original chosen people of God. Not the modern day Jews is a basically um, descendants from the Hebrews. Sure. All right. But they don't believe Jesus came back. Some do. They don't believe the actual, like in Israel, they don't believe Jesus came back. Yeah, you're talking about um, Orthodox Jews, correct. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they believe that the Messiah is still yet to come, yes. correct? And messianic, okay. messianic Jews believe in God, or Jesus Christ. All right, go on with your okay. question so Larry can answer it for you. I've, I've already given you my answer. Are they going to heaven or are they going to hell? Wow, I'm not the judge, man, and I hate to hey, tap okay. out on that. I wanted but... that, I wanted that answer. Because I, me and someone I know, I'm not going to point names because they end up seeing it when I get my video made. Um, they went on a mission, and they were going to Mormons and telling them that they're going to hell because they're not in the right belief. Okay. And I thought, and I got into an argument with them saying that was not how you're supposed to do because that's just prejudging on what they, you know, you don't know what's going on with yeah. each religion. I always say, okay, I always say I left. To, let's go back to what the Bible actually says. Okay. It doesn't matter because the Bible doesn't have denominations. They weren't denominations back then, but the Bible does say that there is only one door to God and that is through Jesus Christ. So if you do not believe in Jesus Christ, how do you, how are you going to get to the father? What the father has with the Israelites is not what he has with everybody else. I, I don't know how to explain that to you. I don't know how to understand it. I know that they, that he is giving them a different opportunity because they have been blinded. And there are times that, that God himself in the Bible has said that he has blinded them to certain things. When he pulls those scales off their eyes, they will find out. Now, I don't, I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to, to, to bash anybody at all. But I do know what the Bible says, and that's what I stand on is the truth of the Bible. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we, we, I left my book, like, in the Bible, it talks about a book of life, right? It talks about that, a yep. book of life, and there's names that are written in those. And if you're, what it says for sure is if your name is not written in the book of life, then you're not getting in, right? And so I always tell people that I left my book of life in my other pants, that's what I say because I so I'm you're never going to get me to say whether someone's going to heaven or hell, but I agree with Larry in the fact that it does clearly state in the Bible that Jesus says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light, and no one comes to the Father except through me." That's what Jesus says. So I I mean you can say read that in context all you want, but there's just no other way around it except that. You have to believe that Jesus came as son of God. He was um, crucified on a cross. He died. He rose again, and then he ascended to the Father, and then he's going to come back again someday. And and you don't have just that one. You have Jesus himself talking about being the gate. You have Jesus saying he is the door, and he is the way. So through all, all of those different statements that he made in the Bible, that clearly states that you have to believe in Jesus to get to the Father. What's your thoughts on it? That's correct. And I, the reason why I wanted to ask that question was because I see a lot of Christians preemptively judge people. Like the, the whole LGBT, whatever letters are in that thing, lifestyle. Um, I've seen churches kick 
people out of the church because they were gay or transsexual or anything. Instead of showing what Jesus says to love thy neighbor as you love yourself, they show to show, you know, hate towards these people. Where it makes these people never want to go back to a church who will end up becoming resentful to the church, to Christians. Yeah, our church doesn't you know do that. I mean? As I stated I, I, last week, we are to love like Jesus. And if that's the only thing that we got is that we have love for others that Jesus has given us, then our works should be seen from our love for Jesus, period. And if I love Jesus, then I am to love you. It doesn't matter if your viewpoint is the same as mine or that we disagree on anything because I refuse to be heated in any kind of argument anymore. But I will say completely that we definitely have to love like Jesus as a people. And we have the church in itself has done that wrong so many times. And like, like the, uh, the crusades, I mean, they, they killed in the name of Jesus. That doesn't make any sense to me in the least bit. And through, through all of this, it, if anything else resounds with you more than anything else that I've said, I want it to be that we must love like Jesus. Yeah. And I agree. And that's, that's my biggest thing about a lot of times these Christians, and it even boils down to alcoholics. It could go down to, you know, what I just said with that community to alcoholics, to me, like me, I smoke. I mean, no, do I want to? No, I've just been stuck on it for a while. It's you know? tough. I chewed. I, I smoked and then I no. I dipped and then I smoked and then I chewed nicotine gum for like every bit of four years, probably, dude. And then yeah, I finally I quit nicotine that. patches and those don't work. I still crave cigarettes, so I went from like three packs to to like I, six I, cigarettes a day. I right. love nicotine. I love nicotine gum, dude. If you if you waved a piece in front of my face right now, I'd probably get on it. I'm kidding. Not no. I wouldn't. I would never. I'm never chewing nicotine gum again. But <laughs> I like be careful on those like quit smoking stuff. You can get just a, yeah. just addicted to those. But okay, so Josh, give me um give me one more bullet point that we could talk about before before we close this out. What's your what's your one that's you really want to know about before Leviticus we Leviticus nineteen twenty eight. Okay, hold on. You're making us both look it up. Okay. Yep. I think I think I know this one. Is this the one with the story about the bear and the No. Got it. Cindy. Okay. Uh, about tattoo- about <laughs> tattoos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, it's a tattoo. Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put mm-hmm. tattoo marks on yourself. I am the Lord. Well, I'll give I you don't a quick which, which version you're reading. I read King James and it just says do not mark yourself in honor of the dead. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I'll give you. I think I've got NIV mine. with me right now. I'll give you mine real quick. Um, it's basically talking about ta- this is what this is the Bible verse that um, typical Christians use to say that you shouldn't tattoo yourself, right? Okay. So there's a yeah. lot of Levitical laws that um, we are not under anymore because of the because um, of what the Jesus covenant. did on the cross, right? Um, the covenant, yeah. So um, I, again, I'm going to bring this back to. I'm going to sound like a I'm beating a dead horse, but. Um, <laughs> Um, what are you doing to glorify God? Every, so I just want to say that that's what I want to do, dude. There's some people that their whole bodies are tattooed up. And I'm like, that dude looks pretty cool with that, man. I like that. I like that. He did that. You know, I don't like when people start tattooing their faces and their eyeballs and stuff like that. I feel like maybe you got some like emotional issue that's going on. that's causing that, but maybe not too. I don't know. I personally don't like tattoos on myself, but moreover, it's like, I've got to ask myself, by doing that, how am I glorifying God? My wife is covered in tattoos, man, um, and I love it. 
she loves it, man. We've got, she's got a favorite tree by our old house that we used to live at that looks quite a bit differently. She says, I love that tree. And I'm going to get her a tattoo of, she wants a tattoo of that tree that looks like uh, when it's alive and when it's dead. And I think that's beautiful that she loves that. So as an older person, can I step in? Well, let me, let me finish and then you can have the floor. So for me, how is it glorifying God? I don't see a way that it does, but if you do it, then dude, I'm not going to look at you any differently. I'm going to love you no matter what. You know what I mean? So there you go. Okay, Larry, the floor is your, he's itching. I, he's got a response. I'm excited to hear it. Okay, go ahead. First off, yes, this one is particularly for the the um, Hebrews, and it, it is a little bit of cool law for them. Okay. Do you have tattoos, they, by the because, way? Because, I do. Let me yeah, see. I, got, I got about seven cover-ups and three visible now. What is that, Larry? I can't see. Is that a lion? Yes. It is a lion? That's a lion. And why would I need a lion, man? I loved lions. I am a Leo, and I was there. You know, if you go with all the astrological things, I I'm a, a cat all the way. However, here's the problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I turned it into a god. The tattoo I made lions so important to me that I marked my body with it just just because. Now, fortunately, I, that's my only tattoo. Um, I often wonder if why all three of my daughters have multiple tattoos. And if they have multiple tattoos, are their daughters going to be covered in tattoos? I'm not saying tattoos in itself is incorrect, but I do think that when you put, like the Bible says, if you put them on yourself in memory of somebody, you're lifting them up to God as a God on your, on your memory. <clears throat> oh, it says you, that in the you're Bible? Doing, you're doing something as a sacrifice to them. It says that in the Bible for real? I just read it to you. Back. But doesn't it say in Revelation that Jesus comes down with markings on his uh, thighs and yes. arms of yes. people? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not saying that. Say well, doesn't it say that God has your name written on his hand yes. permanently in his hand? Yes, too? he does. But this, you're, you've got, this is one of those context things, okay? You have to look back at what they're talking about. Yeah. And that he, God was trying to get them away from sorcery, and marking yourself up with these particular things that glorified. Well, it says to honor the dead. So if you ain't got a tattoo saying that your mom died and right in the date of when she died, that's in violations of Leviticus 19.28 because it says thou shalt not mark your yes. body in honor of the dead. Actually, and my daughter is going to hate this. My daughter is going to hate what I'm going to say right now. Okay, all three, uh, of, all three of my daughters on. got tattoos in honor of my mom. And at the time, mm -hmm. I wasn't living for the Lord, and I didn't realize that. that. And I, I even drew up a picture that I wanted to put on my other shoulder that I was going to get uh, of, a, of an elephant because that represents um, Alzheimer's. And that's yeah. my mom, I know I said that wrong, but, um, but that's what my mom passed away of. And so we were all, we were all geared up, you know, me and my kids were going to yeah. go get these tattoos and, and some some reason I could never could get somebody to do what I wanted done. And I'm very careful with what I put on. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I'm not against tattoos. I'm I'm not saying because I can't judge you. I I'm not gonna judge you because you have them. My best bud, Danny, is covered in tattoos and he got all of them before he came to know the Lord. Is that going to keep him out of heaven? No, no, no. It's not, I don't think so. But it's leading you to idolize 
something about God. And we have to be extremely careful with that. Yeah, that's my point is like I'm on a mission right now to fulfill God's destiny for my life, right? I'm on a mission. Like anything that I think could deter from that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm personally out. But if my wife wants tattoos, I don't have a problem. I'm going to get her that. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, we're not, she's not going to put my name on her or anything like that. Like, it's just a tree that she finds beautiful, if that makes sense. So. Look, I've heard of people being addicted to the needle. Okay? Yeah, oh, I've seen, I've, okay. I know the, people Those like tattoo that, yeah. guys, you know, those those guys, that it's that, that, that buzz that they got that when yeah. you're getting tattooed. And I don't know. Most depressed people like to have tattoos. You said most what now? Depressed people like to have tattoos yeah. because... It's just the same as getting cut in yourself where you can get your mind to take away the pain of what's going through. Yeah, they call it ink therapy. That's right. a, that's a yeah. modern thing. People, I need some ink therapy and they'll go get a tattoo. Okay, Josh, we're running low on time. Give me some final thoughts on your on the conversation today and what you thought and did you learn something? Did you pick something up? Um, give me some final thoughts on what you what you heard today of our conversation. Well, if we didn't have a time restraint, we most definitely go on for hours. I'm but. sure we'll talk again. I'm sure me and you will uh, talk back and forth on TikTok and stitches and stuff. So I'm not going to forget about you. Now that I have your so. number, I don't mind calling you and or you calling me and yeah, that's Larry's number. So Larry likes to talk, so you'll find I'll that put out. It, I'll put it in my phone, and I have a save. But the most things I can take away from this is that y'all, the way that y'all conversate and the way that y'all's belief system and your walk with God is a lot different than 90% of the churches that are out there. Currently. Praise the Lord. Thank God. So with that said, for my video-wise, with the cross of the symbol, you did make a good point on regulating it for, you know, leaving it towards it being a cross and not a idolization of a symbol so that's the plus on that and from my my intake of it because i've I've been looking for five years for someone to give a a decent answer to that question and no one has given me a decent answer until today so i I like honestly we're not even fully sure if if the what jesus was crucified on looked exactly like this correct well Well, yours looks different than mine anyway yeah so like we don't we don't really know what uh what it looked like, whether it was like up or down. Like we don't really know honestly what a cross looked like. Well, so no, there's actually in, history that says that the cross looked like what we got. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, and then Peter was hung or was it Paul? Peter or Paul was hung upside down. Yes. Peter in Rome. Yes. Peter. Peter was hung upside down on an upside down cross, which is actually more demeaning than actual crucifixion. Well, it's more demeaning, so, but it was quicker probably. Well, there was a reason that he chose that. Is because he did not feel worthy to be hung the same way that Christ that, that was. Christ was, yep. He he loved God, but uh, he loved Jesus, and he did not want to do anything that affected his relationship, including die in the same manner. So think that well, through. Do I mean, have any questions for my end of what y'all are interested in on this situation? Um, no, not necessarily. I I do have a statement for you. I do have a final statement for you that. Um, that even though you have been hurt by the church before and by other men, I think you, I, I think you still for your walk should, should find a church that you fit into. Um, and I think you, I think you'll find, and I've, I've told Larry this on the last episode. If you actually, Josh, I want you to go read, 
um, the beginning of the book of Revelation and see that J- Jesus read or Jesus wrote seven letters to seven different churches um, in the beginning of the book of Revelation. And Jesus, was, yeah. I believe, was talking to future churches. And Jesus literally had one out of those seven churches that he had nothing bad to say about. So I believe in today's day and age that one out of seven churches are doing everything right. I personally believe yeah. at Discovery Church in Yukon um, that I believe that they are one of those seven churches. I've literally never heard them even speculate anything outside of the Bible. Um, I'm There is a bunch of humans in here, and uh, there are people that make mistakes. I'm not going to say that. Um, but uh, we, we do our best to be inclusive of everyone and show love to everyone, even if we're different. And I just feel really at home here, and I've been hurt by the church before too. So has Larry. So has every other guest. But I still think you should do your due diligence to find a church to um, sharpen you as a man of God, if that makes sense. And come come see us someday, dude. Come hang out with us. I'd love to hang out and take you to lunch or something. Yeah, we have a men's conference coming up in the uh, in March. Yeah, come to the men's conference. Come to that. Like Larry's probably a probably what you consider a like a boring Christian, right? Just because he's old, but like I'm not. So you can come hang out with me. You know what I mean? I'm still I'm still like cool. I wear I wear my hat backwards, and I you know I talk cool, but. Larry will probably take a nap or something while you're here. So I'm just kidding. Calm down. (laughs) He got mad at me. Okay. So anyway, that would be my, my, my final statement. Do you have anything to say to Josh, Larry? I actually look forward to more conversations with you in the future, Josh. And I do want to, to actually say that you have my number now. Feel free to give me a text or call me and I will go over anything that you wish. Um, he means I that too. firmly believe that you need to step into a church that will help not hurt. I recommend coming over and visiting us at least try it, you know, a couple of times to see what, what you think. But most importantly, man, put God before everything and you let God clean up those particular issues that you still carry that the, the biggest thing about the cussing and, and using vulgarity is that you're a whole lot more intelligent than that. And when we use, why, why can't you articulate yourself without them? It, my mom always got me on that one. And she she would say you're a whole lot smarter than to be able to talk like that. It's how it implies to other people. So just that in itself. And uh, feel free to give me a call, bro. All right, Josh. And hey, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Thanks thanks for coming on, brother. Um, I love you. Um, I'll send you I'll send you everything um, when I get out of here, okay? All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. What happened to the volume at the end? Um, he probably he probably had it muted. It sounded like our, the volume turned down low because um, he has his kid. He told me he had his kid. He had to wrangle his. I, I don't know if his wife's at work or something, but he had the kid today, so he had to wrangle oh, the okay. kid. So I, and well, I, actually, I thought he did, he did a really good, good because job because I didn't yeah. know about it. So yeah, he did. So but yeah, all man. in all, a couple of things that he touched uh, that I am extremely about is find a support system in the church that can be there when you have doubts or be there when you have issues that you're facing. Um, you and I, you know, we're, we're our own support system, but they're more so, I mean, I've got Mark and and I've got the men's group with uh, men of integrity. I've got, uh, Kathros that is going to be starting back up in, in January. And yeah, I'm also on the men's leadership, which gives me another ad Avenue for, a lot yeah. of guys that come alongside me and, and help direct me when I'm stepping in the wrong direction. 
can I can I tell you something, man? I, I want to get extremely vulnerable with you right right now. I'm going to tell you something that I've literally never even told my wife before, and it's probably going to shock her hearing this, but I'm going to tell you tell you this, okay? Before I decided to um, fully walk in to God, there were times that I was driving down the interstate that I had thought about driving my truck into a pole and just ending it. Um, literally, just I. I never would do that because I know she needs me and I know my kids need me and I know there are people that need me. I would have never done it, but I crossed my mind, if that makes sense. Um, I was in one of the worst places ever. And whenever I embarked on my journey to follow God, um, I was looking for purpose. And so were you. you. You were praying for purpose while I was out there doing that stuff. And I have many times dipped in and out of this relationship with God, hardcore relationship with God, and then out, dipped in and out, dipped in and out, dipped in and out. And I committed to it in December, right? If I wouldn't have obeyed God in February and found Discovery Church, I would have been long on that dip out by now. Um, You and the men here and everybody at this church, um, the pastor staff, everybody, is what has kept me grounded in, in my purpose with God. Like I, like I told Kevin, um, Pastor Kevin, I emailed him and I said that uh, this church has done far more for me than I'll ever do for it. So that's why I serve my time here with the church and I do tithe um, is because of what they've done. And now we're in our purpose and we're just as happy as we can be that we're here, you know, and I, I don't think about that stuff anymore. Um, I don't, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. Like I have, I have moments that you know about to where I'm like, this is hard. This is hard. This, this is tough, you know, but I get excited about those challenges too, that are given by God, you know, before it was given by nothing. There was no hope. Now there's hope. And being in the church is important. If you want to sustain, sustain your walk with God, I think it's crucial. I think it'd be very hard for anyone really to continue a relationship with God without being in a church. Well, I wouldn't say it is impossible, but I would say it becomes extremely difficult. difficult. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's beyond, yeah. you know, um, but I mean, think about it. If you were able to go like Moses and be 40, 40 uh, days off with, with nothing but him and God, you know, yeah. I mean, that was it. God even had to feed him. Think about that. God even fed him on the mountain. While he was there. So that would be somebody that went without. And then the pressure of leading is unbelievable. But one of the things that when I first came to this church, I wanted to be what I would call now a taker. I didn't want to get involved. I didn't, you know, I'd already been hurt by the church. I wasn't going to get involved. I'm just coming over here to give mom a chance to go to church before she died or, you know, to be close to her and to to have the opportunity to go to church with my daughter. With that, that kind of changed Oh, dude, I was going to say, like, yeah, you kind of failed at that mission because you're, like, heavily involved now. And now, but I gave my heart to the Lord in this church. I rededicated my heart to the Lord in this church. My wife found Jesus in this church. I mean, so it has a lot of of emotion uh, geared to me. Yeah, me too. Every one of my my kids' names are written on the concrete underneath the carpet yeah. on the seat that I sit in. I picture right there, and their names are there, so that every time I'm standing on the promise of God, and I'll see them come back to the Lord. I picture um, every bit of that is why God has given me, no matter what I was in the world, God has given me an opportunity to be, to be that loud for Him. Yeah, and that's called brother. That's called all in, and I am all in. 
Yeah. I, I picture um, a thing that's scary for me is I picture like God calling us to do something different. Like, you know how Pastor Gary and Pastor Kevin had, they preached at other churches before. And like my, I'm so scared that God's someday going to call me to do something else somewhere else. And then I won't have this, that the thought scares the life out of me because I'll obviously obey, you know, I'll obviously obey, but I don't ever want to leave here. Like my goal is to be here forever. Is that weird that I think about that and it scares me? Forever is a lot shorter than we think. Yeah. I would love to be here for the rest of my life. That's, that's my goal, you know, and it scares me to not be, that's my point that I'm trying to make. And we don't know what God's plan is for us and it may not be here forever. And that is very scary for me to think about that because I want to be here forever. As my devotional said the other day or yesterday, if God chooses to transplant me into another garden, there we go. We'll then go. I will be transplanted. Yeah, into another I know. I'll, that's what I say. I'll obey. I just don't want to. I'm like, but, but, but that we, we practice that a well, lot. You though. took me out of my comfort zone by bringing yeah. me in here. I mean, you yeah, know. you literally, you literally call it. You're like, what is a pot cacks? <laughs> he said podcast. And I just want to say I'm so grateful for our team that we have here. We literally have a we have one of our producers is literally works a for professional. N- literally works for NBC and he's sitting in here for free with us. Like, what in the world? Tell me that this is not God driven, which I will remember that someday. And not to mention that Angela has become very good at what she does in a she very is. short amount of time. Yeah. Angela, like I tell everybody, like we're literally on the charts in the U.S. and and, and um, France right now. And I tell everybody that they're like, wow, that's amazing. That's crazy. You're doing a great job. And I was like, well, let me tell you something. God's doing a great job yeah, because me, I learned how to I learned how to produce podcast and edit and stuff like that. I learned how to do that on YouTube, on the Internet. I read about it and I, I taught myself. I said my my illustrious co-host over here couldn't even pronounce the word podcast whenever I brought him to it my wife needs help checking her email but then we all we do have an actual professional, have professional in the industry yes, in we here. Do. i was like but there is no reason why we should be charting in multiple countries right now but we are so that that tells you right there that our god's hand is in this right now so thank you god for that amen Okay. I think we're uh, about at our hour. I want to thank everybody again um, for listening to this show. Um, We love you so much. If you have any suggestions or any prayer requests or anything, like I said, go to info at helpmyunbelief.org. And if you want to join our church, please uh, Discovery OKC on YouTube and Facebook and just um, chat with the person on there and say you're there from the Help My Unbelief podcast. Okay. Um, We love you guys and we are out. I'll take you home. Thank you so much for listening to the Help My Unbelief podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and more importantly, tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes.